It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Newtown Toyota. Now, Mick, uh, it says here on the sheet, mm. Mickey v. Ross Lyon. Now, I assume that meant we had Ross Lyon coming on, yeah, which you no. promised. Now, two weeks in a row, that's fallen through. And yep. I don't hold out any hope that he's going to come on anytime soon, guys. And anytime you saw him soon. last week, too. I did. I had a, an exchange of, well, emojis. That's how we communicate, Ross and I. Uh, well, I I put some dialogue and put some sentences together, and he just replies with an emoji. But I saw him on Sunday, guys, because I asked him to come on the program last Saturday. Yep. And but you told um, us he was. Well, I said, look, I've sent out the message. And then I just down. sat, 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 waited for the bubble. You know, the iPhone mm. bubble, bubble, yeah. bubble never came. Saw him Sunday and I said, mate, we were through soundproof windows. <laughs> so I was like, mate, you. we were going to just have one of those Charades. awkward conversations. Yeah. And I showed him my phone and he looked at it and he goes, I said, mate, would you come on, you know, Dead Set Legends Saturday morning? That He was reading that message. He just looked at me and goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like as if it was a dumb question, and I had seen, I had seen that face before. Yep, uh, mate, he has had a little bit of pressure this week. Mm. Uh, Paul Domo, David Teague has been uh, sacked. Mm. Uh, Ross Lyon, it was interesting. So uh, Damo Barrett, Triple M's own, went with. Uh, he thought maybe Clarker was going to be the option at Carlton. Now it looks pretty obvious that uh, the one-two punch is going to be Ross Lyon. Mm. Yes. Well, you follow you follow Twitter during that three days of poor old David Teague. Let's take a oh, moment for David no, Teague. No. That was walking the plank and just waiting with the blindfold on and waiting to actually step off the Hawthorne edge. Hawthorne handled Clarko poorly. Well, <laughs> Clark uh, Carlton whacked their sacking on steroids, what they did to yeah. Teague. Mm, absolutely. So Ross is the man in the box seat to get that role. And all of – now that he's in the media. So if he was in the media, he, he can avoid all this questioning and um, mm. you know, go to ground a little bit and just do his work behind the scenes. He'll be on you know, the rub tomorrow or um, yeah, Sunday. on Sunday yep. yeah, with Triple M. So – he does his footy classified. So it's all out there, and all all that is out there is suggesting that he's the man to, to take over the role, which I think the footy club at Carlton, that, that he's the right man for the job. A high-end talent list, players that I think are pretty comfortable with themselves, don't know exactly how to lift the lid on their careers. Ross Lyon's the man that can do that. Do you worry about Carlton, Mick? Oh, everyone goes, oh, they've got, you know, their spine's unbelievable. It's brilliant. They've got players that are taking 20% more than what they're worth. So yeah. whereas at Hawthorne when we were there, they, the good players 20%. took 20% less. So how are they going to get any better when they've got Sam Walsh would be on a packet, Cripps is on a packet, mm. uh, Weedering would be on a packet, Zach Williams is on 900 as they've yeah. reported, mm. Harry Mackay who's just won the Coleman will be around 900 I'd imagine. Like, there's not much there's left not much over. Left, so you can't, as you said last night, Geelong, their bottom 11 were no good. Have a look at Carlton's bottom 11. You know what he would do, Ross Lyon. Let's talk. Let's uh, let's not deal in hypotheticals. The old Ross Lyonism, <laughs> but let's do it. Failing his Let, feedback. <laughs> let's deal in hypotheticals. Ross Lyon coaches Carlton. Yeah. Okay? He walks in, and he look. He just throws all the salaries out the window. He's like, I don't care if you're on. I don't care if you're the captain. I don't care if you're here for seven years. I don't care if you're on a million dollars a year. We're all buying in to to what the standards are, and that happened at Freo under Ross's first year. Matt Pavlich was maybe one to two mil over his skin folds. On day one of preseason, yeah. So everyone was like, "Oh, well, it's Pab, so he'll, he'll roll out." It's one or two mil. It's not like he came over 20, 30 mil overs. Though, came in and he made had to run laps for the week before getting his next reading to actually go out and try. I guarantee you, guys like Zach Williams, Jack Martin, Adam Sard, who were just floating, I reckon, at the moment in their careers. Yeah. Ross Lyon will go in and go right. I don't care if you're on nine hundred grand. I don't care if you're here for four years and you're comfortable with that. Let's get to work. Let's all buy into to the standard of it, and um. 
Yeah. Could we see? Could we see a Sonny Walters Ross relationship with a maybe a Jack Martin who was the highest paid player in the competition last year? Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. He he is for all. Like, I'm sounding a bit harsh and a bit bloody to the point with the way Ross is, but he'll do that in the right way. Build yeah. a relationship and then get them in and say, "Look, mate, how do you reckon you're going? How, how do you reckon you are going? Because this is what I say. I say top five in in the league for someone like Jack Martin. So make them believe. Mm. But but for but for it to happen, we've got to buy into the um, buy into what's required. In one word, will he be coaching Carlton and is he going to do a good job? Yes. Brand. Oh, Mick, yes. you'd know more than me. Would you like to see Ross coaching? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this motorsport update is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Absolutely love talking a bit of motorsport on a Saturday morning. We do it with one man only, Rusty. And of course, if you do want to listen to his podcast, Rusty's Garage, jump on the listener app. Good morning, Rusty. Morning, guys. How are we all? We're going really well over here, mate. Uh, hanging in there. Grand final, hopefully on its way. But uh, on a Saturday morning, nothing better than to talk about Bathurst and moving it maybe back to December. So let's picture for a moment the grand final that you guys are really excited about AFL-wise. Yep. Maybe not being you know with a crowd. That's what we try to avoid with Bathurst. Because last year, they were only allowed to have 4,000 people a day there. And at a massive joint like Bathurst, it just looks... Empty. So what would it have on average so one, in a full crowd, Rusty? Oh, I mean, you, you get over the course of the four days, you get over, you know, hundreds of thousands yeah. of people. Yeah, so wow. it's, it's, a massive, it's a massive deal. So uh, big discussions about this, yes. They, the, the traditional date is October. We've talked on the show in recent weeks about the fact that it got moved to November. Now they're saying maybe the first week of uh, December to give New South Wales enough time with vaccination rates and, mm. and so on. So... This guy is the best possible alternative. We've got to make the great race happen, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, we do. Hey, Rusty, something from overnight. Mick Doohan, who was a champ on two yeah. wheels, his son said to be a champ on four. Tell us about his work in Belgium. Hey, how about this? So, uh, obviously, the, the guys that are fighting for the, the title have a few more points in the bank than young Jack Doohan, but mm-hmm. he's really impressed. So, he's had a, a win and a podium already, got his maiden pole position in Formula 3 or F3 overnight. They're supporting the Grand Prix there in uh, in Belgium. So really cool achievement for the 18-year-old. When you see him, when you see him walking and, and training and, and the look on his face, man, he's got the same sort of drive and determination as his dad who, as you pointed out, went on to, to win, you know, five world titles mm. with those 500cc machines. Mm. Hey, Rusty, Danny Ricciardo, 200th race <laughs> this weekend. So it's pretty exciting for There's our man from WA. He's been... In and out of some form, can we expect some fireworks from him this weekend? I'm hoping it'll turn around, and that's crazy. I've got a lot of grey hairs now, but I can vividly recall when he first uh, had his debut, and he's talked about it overnight, the crazy phone call that he got. He was with his parents in the UK when the call came through to say that, yes, he would be racing in F1 that weekend, and his mum kind of knew straight away when he walked back in from the lounge room after taking the call. 200 GPs, massive thing. Mm. The boss at McLaren, the, the, the team boss there, Andreas Seidel, says that uh, they reckon they've identified why. They, we know, we've talked about it on the show, that Dan likes different things in the car behaviour. Yep. And they're just trying to get to a point where they can get him comfortable in that machine. Absolutely. And there's no better smile in F1 or even in the world than mm. Dan Ricciardo. So good luck to him. But lastly, mate, uh, Jackie Boy Miller, MotoGP in the UK. Good start overnight. Uh, how much has Ducati improved? I reckon we've got to look at 2019 as the as the benchmark for comparison because obviously with, with the UK at the height of COVID last year, they didn't have a, a British round. So 
when you look at those numbers, it's significantly better than 2019. So mm. Jack was second fastest. Um, talking about you, you know the bike being good at similar sorts of, of wide open fast places. So a bit of spring in his step going into the back end of the season. So it might be nice to see the, the Ducati rider hopefully pick up some more wins. Absolutely. That's why they say you're the best in the business, Rusty. Thanks for joining us again. And if anyone does want to jump on and listen to some more, grab your podcast, Rusty's Garage, on the listener app. Thanks very much, mate. Take care, guys. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Hey, Britt, uh, you're the queen of the turf, we say over here in Perth. Tell me what in the Dickens mm. has happened. We're rolling into spring group one racing today in Melbourne and there's a couple of jockeys who are going to be sitting at home. What has happened in Victoria? Yeah, Please explain. This was a huge story that broke a couple nights ago and the, it was that Jamie Carr, who we know as the leading rider from last season, she's racing's pinup girl yeah. and, and rightly or wrongly, she is sort of shied away from wanting that big title, but you know, at, when you are when a you're star winning over in your hundred percent, you become a role model, an idol, and everything. So she's been, you know, I guess the face of this story because she is the highest profile. But we also have Ben Mellum, Ethan Brown, and Celine Gaudry, who is and Ben a, Mellum's no fool either. No, he is a you know a, a group one right, successful yeah, jockey, great yeah. jockey, and um, and then Celine, who is an apprentice, and they have been caught uh, flouting the COVID rules over in Melbourne mm. at an Airbnb and were caught there after 9pm, which there's a curfew, Mickey, you know all the rules mm. that uh, are in place at the moment, and therefore the sanctions have come for them. And what do they yeah, get? A lot, of, a, lot of layers, a lot of layers to it, Britt. So what did they get? But also, to put this into perspective, when we were chatting off air, the Jamie Carr, Ben Mallon, is like the Nick Nat Nui, Luke Shuey. And it's a little one-two punch, you reckon? The, the Ethan Brown um, and Celine, pronounce that, that last name? Gordray. Apprentices. So they're the underage of mm. the development list players. So a lot of layers to this story. Obviously, the COVID situations, but. Um, yeah, a few layers there, Britt. There are. So there were there was a noise complaint that came uh, from a neighbour apparently fr- at where they were at this morning to an Airbnb, and uh, so the police were called. They were handed, I think it was five thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah. Those on the spot fines, yeah. which, in fairness, is pocket change for for those for two a top yeah. for a top jockey. But the big sanctions mm. come from Racing Victoria, who have just made a huge stance. So they said, "We will not tolerate this." Mm. They realise that racing's been in such a privileged position uh, to continue That's the main throughout thing. COVID. Yeah. And when all other sports, you know, you've heard of indiscretions with AFL and NRL, mm. racing's been pretty squeaky clean yeah. with that. And you know, that's mainly they get up so early that they don't want to do anything else other than, um, you know, yeah. be there for their sport. And then this has come out, so they've really come down hard on them and they've banned them, all four of them, for three months at the busiest and most lucrative time of the year. What would it cost someone like Jamie Carr? What would she earn during a spring carnival over the three-month period she's now sitting out? Yeah, well, last year, for annually, she would have earned probably around 800000 mm-hmm. And so I would say that a spring carnival is worth probably at least three hundred. Three hundred thousand. Like That's a $300,000 mm-hmm. penalty. And, and yeah. with jockeys, it's not like, I guess, an AFL player that has, you know, a a base salary mm-hmm. or anything like that. Their contractors, they're their own uh, employer in in a sense, and therefore that's three hundred thousand dollars gone. And how coming out of it? So three months. It's going to be a long three months. There's mm-hmm. a lot of soul searching. Well, ben Mellon's already been suspended yeah, for a long he has. period. He's, he's only just, just come, come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, so he's uh, three months to consider to to stay in, yeah, to to mend relationships, whatever they've got to do. But coming out of that 
three months. What will the the industry's reaction to them be? The trainers um, will there be a bit of, bit of a standoff between trainers actually putting these jockeys back on horses in the short term? I don't think so. I think that uh, you sort of do the crime, you do your time, and mm-hmm. then you come yep. back, and and people are pretty forgiving and accepting. You do have to work your way back though, because as I said, it's n- not. When you, if you give up your group one rides and yeah. someone else steps in and if they've done a great job, you don't take them off. So I don't think there'll be a stance against no. them because of what they've done, but just in terms of um, just getting back on into the good camps. Now, the racing industry, credit to them, have always been pretty open and accessible for the media to, to get in behind and listen to the inquiries if it's an Oliver mm. or whatever it is. Now, yesterday was strictly no media. Um, you just... I believe the sensitive nature mm. of a, a hearing. Um, that's all that now that's done and dusted or will there be more to fall from this you reckon? I don't know that as it stands, it's sanctions being given. Yeah. It seems done and dusted, but the rumor mill is absolutely swirling. There Ooh. are left, right and center. There are all sorts of things going around. Mm. And not, he, and we wouldn't be brave enough to mention no, on Triple M's no, rumour meal on no, Monday no. to Friday. That's, no. We're not that sort of rumours, no. No. So uh, you'd think at, at one stage or another the the truth will come out about, yeah. you know, and they'll, or they'll quash rumours that are out there that aren't true. Yeah, it's mm. absolutely crazy. Jamie Carr, who is, I reckon, the best jockey in Australia, mm. done for three months for breaking COVID curfews. Incredible stuff. Britt Taylor, that's why we call you the queen mm. of the turf. The Dead Set legends have trawled through all of TV, KO, the form guides, and even hit up the North Beach under-10s footy team to give you the best of this weekend's sport. Now, Brits, uh, this is, of course, where we dig into what's going on around the world in a sporting sense. You like to cover racing. Mm-hmm. And just to uh, highlight the issue we just spoke about in the last break, Ben Malum Group 1 Racing was about to ride the favourite today. Yeah, and Jamie Carr as well. So they had to all of a sudden replace all these jockeys at the very mm. last moment. So... Uh, big beneficiary for the jocks that have picked up the rides, but it is Memsey Stakes Day, so the first group one in Victoria of the season. And three WA interests like sort of lead the market yeah. too. So Behemoth has a WA ownership, Inspirational Girl from Bob Peters in yeah. the Cerise and White, and Bo Rossa also WA owned. So really good to see the horses on the second, third, and fourth mm-hmm. lines of betting being a sort of WA interest so we can cheer them home. And locally, it's the Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. So Now, tell us a little bit about Idyllic Prince, please. Yes. You have a little bit of a family touch. Yeah, so he was a horse that uh, my parents and grandparents bred, and uh, they had great success with him. He won the Goodwood at the time, four years straight, which mm-hmm. is sort of unheard of for a horse to be able to win the same race four years straight. And because he did that, they renamed the race Idyllic Prince and the Idyllic Prince Stakes. And Princey is now 19 years old. He lives at the farm and looks after the babies and enjoying retirement. Still going? Yep, still going. You know what, just quickly before we get to enjoying you, Mick, how long does a horse live for a usually? A long time. Oh, they, right. Yeah, yeah. They can get so to... So 90's not... No, that, they, they can get to sort of 30. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Should still be running. <laughs> Slick, what are you, what are you In- keeping your eye on? In retirement and eating donuts. So well done, well done. Yeah, hey, it's a warning. I once, I was once pretty fit, and then I started eating donuts. Now look what I look like. Yeah, then the prince's belly looks a bit similar. Yes. No, that's a warning to you. <laughs> Be very careful. I'm going international, save and Brett. I'm going international. So hey, if I oh. say this, what am I referring to? Brum 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 brum. A car. Brum, uh, can, Brits, we, can we hear Brits a bit car more? Needs a service. Brum. I don't know. That's anyway, it. that's the Once F1 more. that Belgian GP is on this week. DR3, yeah. that's Daniel Ricciardo, yeah. DR3. Oh, okay. Sorry. 200th race. 200th right. race. Oh. So good luck to DR3, boy from mm-hmm. Perth. A bit of test cricket, Zave. A bit of test cricket. You're yes. up late watching the test cricket. Yeah. 
England uh, skittled India for 78 in their first innings, came out and smacked around 4-3-2 in their first yeah. innings. But now India have replied. They're two for 2-1-5. Two, but there was a little bit of uh, by-play mm. on, on last night's uh, play. You talk me through it. Well, last, so last week, you might remember a bloke who walked onto the uh, cricketing field in an Indian cricket mm. whites, had the Indian logo on him. Not an Indian-looking man, and he's very no. tall. So it didn't quite look like he was meant to be in the Indian starting <laughs> 11. Let's just say that. And he wandered around with his mm. name Jarvo on the back, and he number? chose the number um, 69. So Jarvo 69 uh, was on the field and trying to set the field. It was quite funny. Ha ha, Jarvo 69. Anyway, yeah. he was removed last week. Well, last night I'm sitting there, and I didn't actually remember it until this morning, and I saw I posted it. But uh, Jarvo's gone out in his full cricket gear, helmet, pads, gloves, cricket bat, had the whole lot on, got out to the centre, and he was being very COVID safe because he had his mask on as well still, Jarvo. <laughs> that was a little giveaway Incognito. that he shouldn't have been there. So Jarvo 69, um, he was back again last night. I thought his body language was perfect. When the security are trying to yeah. tackle yeah. him. It's not like the cricketer was getting attacked. It, it was, hang on, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave the poor man alone. <laughs> Just trying anyway, to hit a six. Poor old Jarvo 69. Uh, he mm. might not be allowed into too well, many more uh, cricket games, but... Uh, uh, Vera Colley's uh, still in, which is yeah. a good thing to watch on a Saturday night. Tap Touch. The race starts when the bet's on. Tap Touch. Better your bet. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. This is Brit's Best. That's right, Brit's Best. This is where Brit Taylor, the queen of racing, comes up with a winner. And she scraps away against us boys who uh, look for winners ourselves on the punt. What are you boys doing this weekend? Well, are we back on the multi-train or uh, are we... I think we are, mate. I think we're going to go back on the multi-train because currently we've got a few thousand to give to Lifeline, yeah. which is all our money that's been raised goes to Lifeline now. I'm going to keep it a little bit local. Well, there's a local flavour on my three legs, Britt. All right, let's A local flavour. Mick, your mate's in. Who? Jared Lyons was in my dream last night, Correct. I was in your dream last night too, actually. Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> Not a few dream, dreams last night. Jared Lyons, who plays at the Brisbane Lions, yep. he, um, he wanted me to look after his kid and they yelled out, have, have you got Sebby's shoes on? I couldn't find the kid. You know, in your dream, but couldn't find. So I just yelled out, yep, shoes are on. Couldn't find the kid. But, um, and then moved on, changed, changed dreams completely. And then Save Alice was in my dream, driving me around the um, suburbs of Melbourne and he was a bit thirsty, Britt. He was a bit thirsty. I think it was 7 a.m. in the morning. Looking so for a bottle of Grabbed in the glove box and pulled out a stubby and just popped it. <laughs> they say your dreams uh, mean something. That was my dream. But I, I can't make any time. sense of your dreams. Yeah, I need to, uh, your habits are out of control at the moment. Now, uh, <laughs> and I'm not doing anything to do with Jared Lyons. It's Lockie Neal over 27 and a half disposals. Oh, and I'm again. heading to the waffle. Mm, okay. It's beautiful. Peel Thunder have about eight players returning from Fremantle today. So I'm taking a little 14 point, uh, starting 14 points behind there. And then Claremont, I think they'll do a number on West Coast in the reserve. So I've taken a line there as well for about $6, Brit. So 300 to lifeline from the boys. Like it. I'm going the quaddy again. Missed out by a leg last week. Yep. And we're going to get one this You're going to nail the quaddy. All right. So in the first leg. And numbers will go up on our socials yeah, too. So, so, you so don't, people scrap. Yeah. Don't worry about scrambling to get these. Okay, so in the first leg, it's for the stayers, so we have to go pretty wide here. One, two, three, six, seven, eight, and nine. Then we trim it up. In race number seven, just one, two, and four. In race number eight, which is the feature, the idyllic print stakes, I think Samazdat will win this, mm -hmm. but we'll put in too close the sun. 
and tell them we're coming, who were super in the now Winnie first up. That's what I used to yell out when we were going out with the boys. Tell them we're coming. The new market, I should say. <laughs> two, four, and six in that leg. And in the final, two, three, five, eight, and nine. Now, Britt, was it last weekend I asked uh, anything running for the family today? <laughs> and you said, oh, not really, no. Nah. Did you have a winner last week? Yep. <laughs> Zephyr Queen yeah. jumped to the front, led all the way. And it's funny because I jumped in the car and I turned the radio on and I heard your voice <laughs> and then I heard your dad's voice. Yes. And I was like, that's unusual unless there's been a winner somewhere that we didn't know about. And that's exactly what happened. That is what happened. So I ask again, anything today? Oh, look, we've got two runners, OBH and Point Taken. I love Obi. You know he's been a, yeah, a he's horse. A, he's that been a bull for us, he, yes. He's been good for Lifeline. He just needs wet tracks. Okay. If these heavens could open up, which nah. I don't think we're getting rain today, that's the only problem. He's in okay. good order. We just want a bit of a softer track. That was Brit's Best for Tap Touch. Get a $700 trade-in on selected water heaters when you purchase a new Solar Heart hot water system. Mickey Master, $600 up for grabs today, guys. $600. Did you get that phone call finished, Mick? Yeah. um, I've got a friend, Zave and Britt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've got a friend that I know when he rings. You know how sometimes mates ring? A lot of mates ring and you get too much small talk. It's like, oh, how you going? How's this? How's that? A mate of mine, Ryan Davis, who I used to live with uh, on the Gold Coast. Former Eagle. Very short. Former Eagle, former Sun, former Swan Districts player. We'll ring and we're straight into it. 15 seconds is all we need. So well done. Shout out to Ryan Davis this morning. Um, hey, we've got Jezza from Baldivis. Jezza, good morning. Hey, mate. How you going? I'm good. Let's cut, let's cut the small talk, Jezza, and get straight into it, shall we? <laughs> Why not? You know all the rules? I'm pretty sure. Five yep. questions. If you have any trouble with any questions, you can ask Britt or Zave. Oh, I'm just waiting for a mate. And they will help you. They will try and help you anyway, Jezza. Hey, do you follow the footy, Jez? Yes, mate. Okay, who do you follow? Freo. Oh. Freo, good man, good man. I'll just sit back now. We said we were going to get straight into it, but we took a while to get there. Anyway, question one. You're leading this ship. No, we're, oh, just two, we're two minutes in, Mick. We haven't got to I've a got, question yet. I've got the feet up, feeling quite comfortable Come here, on. and I've got Jezza on the line. Hey, Jez, question yeah, one. Mate. The grand final is coming to Perth. How good? That's just a statement. Yep. The question is, name one West Coast player who has won a Norm Smith medal. Is it... It can be a current player or a past player. Um, ben Cousins. Oh, oh, oh Jezza. Oh, no. No. So there, there is four <laughs> North Smith medalists, Jezza. Oh. Judd. Oh, wait, that's wrong as well, Jezza. No, Judd's won a North Smith. Oh, has he? Yeah, he won the losing grand final. Anyway, Mick, that's a really successful <laughs> quiz. You've just run there again. Jez is gone. How are you employed by Triple M has got me absolutely <laughs> bothered. I was going to say something else, and I just censored myself now. So, uh, bad luck, Jez, mate. Unfortunately, uh, that was an incorrect answer. Of course, the Norm Smith medalists were, Mick, who? Uh, well, Chris Yard, obviously. Andrew Embley, Luke Shuey, uh, Dean Kemp, yep. mm-hmm. uh, Dean and... Kemp. And Peter, Peter Matera. Oh, yeah, bad luck, Jezza, mate. But uh, the good oh, thing is you can come oh, back on next week for $800. Now, Mick Wasp, we've got uh, Britt and I sitting here. Just quickly file through the remaining questions for us. <laughs> okay, that was question one. Okay, question two. Name the new Perth Wildcats coach, Britt. Uh, Scott Morrison. Well done. Well done. He's busy, man. having the same name as the he's Prime Minister. He's actually changed it with the current yeah. climate. He's now yeah, I wouldn't Scott Smith. <laughs> yeah. He'd be, he'd be sick and tired of answering those questions on uh, radio interviews. Anyway, question three was, 
Name one, but I'd like Zave to name all four mm-hmm. of the Fremantle Dockers that were de- delisted during the week. Okay. Jiro. Uh, yep. Domain. Duman. 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 Um, Happy Gilmore's caddy. Yep. Um, and last but not least, Toby uh, Watson. Yeah, Toby Watson, Swan District's boy. I reckon mm-hmm. he might find somewhere. Uh, last but not least was, can you give me a little clue? Uh, it's the initials RPP. B. Oh, Brett Bewley is playing for Peel today. So there you go, Mick. Yep. Quick, last couple. Uh, question four How many goals has Buddy Franklin kicked, Brett? I think he's got six more to go to get to a thousand. Incorrect. Eight more to go. Oh, and more. question oh. five. Jeez, Mark, yeah, before you go, Mark McGowan will be thrilled too when he kicks 1,000 at Optus and 50,000 yeah. on the field. That'll be a good one for the COVID situation. Question five. We mm. usually refer to last week's show, and Mwanga won the Wink Stakes. Who rode? Tommy Berry. Mwanga. Well Tommy done. Tommy Berry. There you go. <laughs> well done, Mick. Another flat quiz by you. Oh, uh, sorry, Jezza. 800 next week, though. 800 bucks next week. Fantastic. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota.